I'm Dustin Harder, and this is Keep On Cooking. Hello and welcome to Keep On Cooking, the only podcast dedicated to plant-based cookbooks. I'm your host, Dustin Harder, and he's celebrating a birthday today. It's my husband and producer of the podcast, David Rizzitti. He's celebrating a birthday. Happy birthday, babe. Hey, what comes up but never goes down? My birthday? Your age. How dare you? Well, let's speak of your birthday as well. It's my birthday, too! Wait, wait a second. Wait a minute, what? Do they have the same birthday? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, darling. What are you going to be doing this evening for your birthday? I don't know. What are we doing for our birthday? We're not doing I'm anything. Be I know what you're doing. Yeah. You're going to be. Oh, I've got a great night planned. I'm sorry night. you won't you're be there, but Tina my birthday's going to. I'm going to hang out with my friend Linda. We're going to go to La Samilla in Atlanta. If we haven't told you all about La Samilla, it is a vegan experience you've been waiting for here in Atlanta. Delicious Cuban food by Chef Reed and Chef Sophia. Just fantastic food, fantastic atmosphere, great people. Lasamia. So that's what I'm doing for my birthday. And after that, I'm going to go see Tina the Musical. We'll miss you there, Toots. I'm in rehearsal. <laughs> in rehearsal, because what are you doing? I'm doing Spam a lot. And who um, are you playing? Musical. I'm playing Sir Robin. Yeah, you are. Here at City Springs uh, Theater. I love it. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, today we're keeping here, <laughs> we're keeping things cheap, <laughs> quick, and easy. Oh. That sounds like a good night. Yeah. No, listen, we're going to keep things uh, cheap, quick, and easy with the new book, Plant-Based on a Budget, Quick and Easy, 100 Fast, Healthy, Meal Prep, Freezer-Friendly, and One-Pot Vegan Recipes by Tony Okamoto. This book is coming out March 7th, so you want to go pre-order it now. It's available for pre-order. You can click the link in the show notes here to make sure you get a copy of your pre-order wherever books are sold. Now, Tony is the founder of Plant Based on a Budget, the popular website and meal plan that shows you how to save dough by eating veggies. She's also author of the Plant Based on a Budget cookbook, co-author of the Friendly Vegan cookbook, and the co-host of the Plant Powered People podcast. Yes! A lot of peas. Yes, yes, yes. And... We have cooked from those books quite a bit, actually. We love the pot pie from the uh, Friendly Vegan Cookbook. Uh, We've served it to dinner guests Mm -hmm. a couple times, actually, with great success. Uh, And very easy to make. It has a delicious creamy bechamel sauce in it. That's in the Friendly Vegan Cookbook. you know when it's got a bechamel. Bechamel. And Tony's a returning uh, guest on Keep On Cooking. So, yeah, we don't talk about her history much in this episode because we already covered it. You can go to episode 23 to learn all about about Tony and also her business partner and uh, friend Michelle Kane and their book, The Friendly Vegan Cookbook. So go back to episode 23, check it out when you get a chance. Yeah, check out the archives. Uh, Tony's work has been profiled by NBC News, Parade Magazine, uh, and she's a regular presence on local and national morning shows uh, across the country where she teaches viewers how to break their meat habit without breaking their budget. That's right. And she was also featured in the popular documentary, What the Health? Mm. I also want to mention that on her website, plantbasedonabudget.com, there is a four-week plant-based-on-a-budget meal plan it's very impressive. Do you remember I got this for my sister a couple mm-hmm. of years ago? I think I got it for for Christmas and my sister's not vegan and but she's always making like she's making an effort to like 
try more vegetables, try different ways of cooking. She also doesn't love cooking, right? So um, sh we're, she's always looking for ways and always asking me for tips and stuff. And she's stuck to this uh, four-week meal plan for a lot of it. Yeah. A lot no, of it, no, no. Um, which for her is great Like, because planning food-wise isn't really her thing. So that just shows you that this uh, meal I, plan. I would say most people, that's where they can come. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm mentioning it. Yeah. Because it's not just, just my sister. You can make one meal or you can suffer through one mm -hmm. meal, but it's like, all oh, right. What do I do in the middle of the week? What do I do the second week? Well, we get into that in the interview. We talk about how actually when you're planning, you're saving time and money. So yeah, stay tuned. You'll hear Tony and I get into it. But I wanted to mention this meal planet, uh, the four-week meal planet, plantbasedonabudget.com, because it's very impressive and so helpful for anyone just starting out on a vegan diet or even someone who has been vegan a long time and just looking for some inspiration in the kitchen. It's a great way to pinch pennies and spice things up. So Tony has really created, I mean, truly a great business and helped so many people with the topic that is so important, which of course is eating plant-based on a budget. So here she is to talk about all the things in her new book, Plant-Based on a Budget, quick and easy. It's Tony Okamoto. She has made your plant-based dreams a budget-friendly reality for years now. Please welcome to the podcast, the founder of the very popular and wallet-friendly website, Plant-Based on a Budget. It's Tony Okamoto. Hi, thanks for having me again. I can't yeah. wait to chat with you. So glad you're here. We're going to dive right into your icebreaker question. So you've become the queen of eating plant-based on a budget, but is there a world, you know, we have so many products in the plant-based world these days. Is there a, a plant-based item at the top of your list when you think of like splurging on something that you're like, yes, I'm going to splurge on that? I love the Impossible Nuggets. They are so oh. good. And fortunately, there's this discount grocery store by my house. It's called Grocery Outlet. And they sell things that are nearly expired or uh, maybe the brand did a marketing or branding change. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, so they sell it at a very discounted price. And you can find a bag of them for $4.99. Uh, and I will go and buy them out. <laughs> I love that you were like, yes, there's this item I'll splurge on. But let me tell everybody this quick tip on getting a deal on them. That's so good. So on brand right away. I love that so much. That's great. Um, mine is, I mean, it used to be, you know, four or five, six years ago, there weren't many vegan like artisan cheeses out on the market. And now I feel like we kind of keep getting more. And if you go to like, you know, any city and you go to some sort of vegan shop, they've got like, some cheeses you've never heard of, right? So like one of my splurges is if I'm in a situation like that, um, or if I'm having guests over or something, I'll get like a, a nice cheese wheel or two to sort of like spice up my my cheese board, elevate my cheese board a little bit. So I think that's my splurgy product. Which one's your favorite? Oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Miyoko's is like tried and true. I love it mm -hmm. when I, you know, get my hands on one of those. Do you have a favorite? I do. I love Miyoko's double... Yeah cream chive. Oh, mm -hmm. so that's our good. favorite one too. That's our favorite. And that's really, the one they really almost one. always have. Yeah. And, uh, so and also if you have a grocery outlet, sometimes you can find that for five bucks. Hey, look at that. <laughs> grocery outlet. I, so is that a West coast thing or? Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, right. it's, it's, in a few different states, but it's a, in a lot of places here in California. Okay. All right. There's it's such another a brilliant idea too. It's like Marshall's or uh, 
let's see, T- TJ Maxx. That's TJ out, Maxx of, or, out of uh, season. Um, the the company's not making this thing anymore, yep, or yep. they had too much of it. It's a surplus, uh, and it's a way for them to still profit, but and not waste stuff. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. that's great. There's another one. What am I thinking? Marshalls, TJ Maxx, and I'm thinking something. Ross, Ross, Ross for less. Mm-hmm. Dress for less. Yeah. Ross. Yes, yes, yes. Um, well, there's a, there's another vegan cheese too. I always forget that they've changed the name, so it's not going to do me any good to try and think of it now. They've changed the name, but it's a delicious it's brie cheese. It's out of Philadelphia. It's so good. The tree line? Is that it's not yeah. tree line. It used to be called something like Conscious Cultures Creamery or oh, something. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know that. And now it's called Rebel or something, I think. I can't recall. So I'll have to look that up and let everyone know who's listening because it is delicious. Well, Tony, you're a a return friend of the pod, and and we're so happy to have you back. And if you want a little more about Tony's history, I would invite you to go back to listen to episode 23 of Keep On Cooking. In that episode, you'll get a little glimpse into Tony's history. And we also have your business partner and friend on in that episode, uh, Michelle Kane of World of Vegan. And that's because you were both here talking about your cookbook together the friendly vegan cookbook i love this cookbook so much but we're here today to discuss this fantastic new book you have coming out a follow-up to 2019's plant-based on a budget that's when plant-based on a budget was right 2019 that's it all right so now we're in 2023 and we have plant-based on a budget quick and easy, 100 fast, healthy, meal prep, freezer-friendly, and one-pot vegan recipes. It seems like a no-brainer as a follow-up with a quick and easy variation. So thoughtful and smart and something everyone needs. Can you give us a little summary of the book? What sort of sets this apart? Obviously, quick and easy, but what's some other stuff that sets this apart from the first plant-based on a budget? When I wrote Plant-Based on a Budget, the first one, I was on a very, very tight financial budget. I was able to make a lot of the things from scratch because I was constantly looking for ways to save money. And at that time, I had more time than money. I was trying to claw my way out of debt and uh, food was a big way I was able to save. So in that book, you'll find how to make beans from scratch, how to make bread from scratch, how to make Mm. pizza dough from scratch. And With this book, I'm at a different place in my life where I'm still very budget conscious, but now my time is so strapped. I am now married, I have a dog, and my time is pulled in different directions. And there are also other ways that I just really love spending my time, like swing dancing or gardening. And I like to be in and out of the kitchen and to use my time in the kitchen more efficiently and really maximize my time there. So the book plant-based on a budget quick and easy is representative of where I am in life and where I think a lot of people find themselves where they want to eat nourishing food, but don't want to spend a fortune, don't want to spend all day cooking from scratch Mm -hmm. and are looking for ways to meet somewhere in the middle. And so with this book, I have things that are freezer friendly. I have one pot meals, sheet pan, casserole, mix and match bowls, and show you whether you are really into meal prepping and meal planning or don't really find that to be your jam, uh, there's something for everyone. I love that. And um, I do love that mix and match uh, chapter at the end. So we're going to get to that because I love that. And I want to note that the first plant-based on a budget, y'all, it has almost 3,000 reviews on Amazon, which is outstanding, Tony. That's amazing. And Thank you. Yeah. I mean, just... I mean, anyone who's... 
anyone who looks at reviews or anyone who's written a book, of course, like it's even if you're not following and reading the reviews, to see a number that high means people are looking at this book and people are care enough to review it, which is fantastic. Um, and you get yourself plant based on a budget, everybody, while you're shopping. And while you do that, you can do yourself a favor and pre order plant-based on a budget quick and easy because it's coming out March 7th. So you can get that pre-order in right now. And why don't you tell them if they pre-order now, what can they get? What are some incentives you have for people to pre-order before March 7th? We've got a bunch of stuff. I love meal planning and I feel like that is the most essential way to save money. So I've put together a meal plan that shows you how to navigate the grocery store with a printable shopping list and buy a week's worth of food for definitely under $40 per person. So that's fantastic. That that will be a big helper. But if you prefer to do your own meal planning, I've put together a lot of resources for printables and ways to organize what you have and your different systems in the kitchen. And also I'm putting together a big giveaway that's going to go up in a few weeks right before lunch uh, that will have your choice of either a really good knife set, a really good pot set, uh, an air fryer, and um, an instant pot. Those are things that I really love in my kitchen and they've changed the way I cook and they make things so much easier and safer. Having a good a good set of knives has ooh, oh my changed my life. My yes. parents had given me theirs. Oh. So like they had used them for 20 years and then uh-huh. I got them hand me down. And I just thought it should take a while to cut a tomato. That's how you do it. But it like- uh, turns out that's not it. And I want to help people uh, who are in a similar position. I'm giving yeah. away 10 items. So oh, uh, if you that. pre-order, you will be entered to win one of these. And it's your choice what you get. That's great. Uh, the pre and I will say this too: plant based on a budget. Everybody, uh, if you're if, follow it, if you're not, I'm sure you probably are already. But if you're not, you have some awesome giveaways on there. So s- chances for people to win all kinds of stuff, even when there's not this pre order incentive <laughs> going on, it really is great. Um, the knife thing. I was just at a friend's house and um, hadn't been there in a long time. And I decided to cook them dinner and I had forgotten my chef's knife because I'm sure you take your chef's knife now everywhere (laughs) if you go to cook for somebody too because you're like, I don't know what they're going to have. I'd forgotten it. And I, oh, I flew and I couldn't, I, I was only going for like two days so I couldn't, pack it i couldn't mm. carry it on the plane um and i said okay where's your knives and every time i ask that question i'm terrified and it was one of those situations where i was like you guys need this is dangerous like this is a dangerous situation with these dull knives here so everyone listening a dull knife is actually much more dangerous than a sharp knife <laughs> that is that is so true and i know how you feel about going to someone's house and oh cooking even when i didn't have a lot because i got most of my stuff hand me down mm-hmm. handed me down from my family different family members just gave me stuff and i lived without a lot of fancy equipment so i, sure. I know what that's like however michelle my friend michelle kane had before she moved into a house and before she got married and had a kid and, and became a really fabulous chef in the kitchen. Her kitchen was so not stocked. Like I went over and I was trying to make rice, but she didn't have a pot with a lid or a pan with a lid Ah! on it. So I'm like stacking (laughs) pans on top of each other so that I could capture the steam. Uh, So I totally get it. And now if you go to her house, it's well stocked. But there was a time where both of us didn't have really anything. And it's cool because we were were full 
fully into plant-based living. We were yeah. both content creators and it shows that you don't have to have the fanciest equipment to That's get right. started in the kitchen. Yep. It can be, it can be as easy as can be. And then when you can get there, you can get there. It's your exactly. dur- journey. Mm-hmm. Well, let's dive in here. The uh, intro gives us, actually, it's great because in the intro, you do talk about starting wherever you are, which I love, always approach that I, I, I love and I support and I, I believe I, I believe in as well. Um, setting yourself up for success, meal planning, stocking the pantry, time-saving tools, food storage, and also the basics of cooking quick and easy. Can you give us some examples of how to maximize our time in the kitchen to keep things quick and easy? For me, it's been essential to plan ahead. I have had different jobs and different situations in life where I knew that if I didn't have something at home waiting for me, I was going to make an impulsive purchase somewhere. So I had a an hour and a half commute each way for a long time. And I knew that if I left at 6 p.m., and was getting home at 7.30 p.m., I was going to be really super hungry. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't have a plan in place, that could be a can of beans and a tortilla and some salsa and some rice. Uh, It doesn't have to be anything fancy. I just need that plan or else I'm going to stop at Chipotle and get a Mm -hmm. veggie burrito. Mm -hmm. And so uh, planning is so essential. And there are so many different ways to plan There are people who are really into planning and put together spreadsheets and they've got their kids' lunches all color-coded and uh, their spouses' lunches all color-coded. Everyone knows exactly what they're eating. Uh, That's not me. I'm Mm -hmm. the the lazy cook uh, who is doing the mix and match bowls. I like to prep one thing like quinoa or rice and then um, put together easy proteins like a can of beans or some tofu. And with tofu, I'll just bake it or uh, air fry it. I love the air fryer, saute it and put those together in different things throughout the week. I know that those are going to be my bases. I'll do uh, stir fry or burritos or wraps, or I'm really into um, the hummus pizza in the book is one of my Mm. go-tos. It's got dinner on the table in 10 minutes. I love it so much. Uh, So there's something for everyone in terms of meal planning. And that is the, like, that is the way to save time and money throughout the week. Yeah. You're so right. I think of, uh, you know, in this, in the last like five years, I've gotten more into meal planning, but it's been sporadic all the times when I'm just, you know, cooking things for different things. And I can't think about meal planning for myself, but the times when I really focus in on it and plan for myself, I save money. Like you're saying, because you're using the groceries that you're buying. You're not like whimsically at the store, just buying whatever because you're hungry. And then I also, it saves you time and people don't think this, Meal prep saves you time because instead of cooking every night or every other night for a meal, you're cooking what? Like, you know, two hours maybe at the beginning. For me, meal prep for me works like this. I'll cook like two hours on a Sunday and then I cook another two hours on a Wednesday usually. And that sets me up for the entire week. Not everyone's time and skill and whatever they put into it is different, but like that's what it is for me. And then I'm not cooking the rest of the week for myself. And like, that's like when you know four hours out of the entire week, like that's pretty amazing, you know? Yes, exactly. And you said so many things I want to touch on. You said uh, it helps you save money. I like that part of it the most because I am such an impulsive grocery. I'm so I'm such an impulsive shopper at the grocery store. I am very, very distracted by colors and new Mm -hmm. products and things like that. And if I don't come like 
straight up prepared, then yeah. I am going to be like, oh, that's new. I want to try that. Ooh, Ooh, yeah. That's- that's cute. I'm going to put that in there too. Uh, so I have to stick to a grocery shopping list and be diligent. When yeah. you get to the grocery store, the marketing tactics in place are very strong and thoughtful. There is a lot of paid placement that they are convincing you is a good deal, but really a company paid for that sale sign to be there and it might yeah. not be the cheapest one. So you have to go straight to the canned beans if that's what you're looking for mm-hmm. and probably look for uh, the store brand, look for price per ounce and just be really smart when shopping, pay attention and stay the course. The other thing I wanted to say is uh, you mentioned um, something about um, in, in enjoying it. And I plan for my um I plan for my treats in my meal plan. So I am not restrictive in my eating. I want to make sure that I'm just putting it into my plan so that I don't go buy a scoop of ice cream at an ice cream shop instead of a pint. I would rather put the pint of ice cream into my shopping list so that I know what's coming. I'm in control of my spending and I'm thoughtful about it. Yeah, I love that. All of that's so good. And, you know, it really is scheduling. I mean, it really, it comes down to the because you're scheduling your money, you're scheduling your time. I mean, that makes life easier on everyone. So all these points across the board for all of our lives, right? Yes. And I'm sure people are listening and they're like, yeah, it sounds like you have a lot of time in your hands. Well, I don't. Uh, and what's cool about it is that I've laid out everything for everyone. All you yeah. do is Uh, I have a sample meal plan in the back of the book that has a grocery shopping list. You can take that list to the grocery store and not have to put in any time and effort into what you're making because I've done the groundwork for you. So great. And then when it's done, and then also when you do schedule in your meal prep, you're actually buying yourself more time. So I get why people might think what you're what you're saying they could potentially be thinking. <laughs> but like what we're saying is if you schedule, you're gonna have more time in the long run. We promise. So oh, true. Goodness. Well, this first food chapter is called Make Ahead Breakfast. And what's a make ahead breakfast that is on regular rotation for you and your home from this book? I love the breakfast burritos. They're very filling and they're freezer friendly. So if you put in the time and effort, you can make extras and take them to work throughout the week. And it sounds strange before really, really digging into recipe testing freezer friendly meals. I thought, okay, you could do soups, you could do lasagna, things like that. Those go in the freezer, but you can freeze so much Mm -hmm. and breakfast burritos really hold up. And what I like about these is that they're hearty. They have hash browns in them, beans in them, and they keep me fueled throughout the morning and hold me over until lunch. That's so true. We just bought a freezer, um, a standing freezer our first time. It's a small one, but I was like, David, I just think it's time we have to do it. And it just like <laughs> changed our life. Cause like, if we don't have room for something, we're like, Oh, we'll just put that in the freezer. And that way we don't, you know, we don't waste it or anything like that. And we have it for later. It's, it's amazing, truly. And you've got the freezer friendly waffles in here, hash brown mm-hmm. veggies, and you've also got easiest banana breakfast muffins, baked oatmeal, overnight oats, five ways, smoothie, freezer packs, five ways, and customizable pancakes. Tell us about the customizable pancakes. I love the customizable pancakes. I like customizable 
customizable everything because right. it gets a little bit boring when you're eating the same thing over and over. And in our home, some ways that I go to some of the ways that we have become my go-to pancake mix-ins are spinach. Spinach mm. is tasteless. It's adding a little bit of nutrition into my pancakes, making them cool and green. And also um, not changing the flavor at all and mm-hmm. making them bitter. Like if I used kale or, or something right. like that. Right. Uh, so it's very good. I'll also put in different spices um, like you can put in cinnamon, you can put in some peanut butter, you can like, there are so many ways you can change them up and they freeze really, really well. Freezer, 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 everyone. You can put everything in your freezer. We promise not everything, maybe not everything, but a lot of things <laughs> freeze so nicely. So the spinach, are you blending the spinach in? Are you putting leaves of spinach in? How, mm. how is the spinach going in? Good question. I'm blending it with the milk first. Ah. And the milk is turning green and then you're pouring it in. Okay. And then, cause I was thinking I want spinach pancakes now with blueberries. Is that weird? Oh no, that sounds delicious. That's what I want. And it's customizable. So I can, if I want to, all right. Oh, and actually that's a great point. uh, And something that I really, really encourage with the book. I have a very basic list of ingredients that make up the recipe. If you have these, it's going to be budget friendly. It's going to be tasty, but I also have two other sections in the um, ingredients area. One of them is my optional additions. That's pretty much with every recipe. Mm-hmm. If you have them on hand or if you have a little bit more money to spend, these are ways I like to enhance the recipe. Nice. And then there's a section that has lines for writing yes. and it says my tips. And so Dustin, you can put in the blueberries yes. when, <laughs> when you add them and uh, put if they work or not, or maybe David likes something and you right. can make a note. This is how David likes his. Just uh, every note on David's is no mushrooms, no mushrooms, no mushrooms. Oh, <laughs> preach, David. Ah, I feel that so You're hard. a no mushroom gal? Exactly. Yeah, ah! <laughs> yeah his, his is I, no mushrooms. I love you have the lines in here because I do have books um, that I have just scribbles on. And when I turn through yours, because you've got it, I think you've, you've got it in this one, the last budget book, and then also the friendly cookbook mm-hmm, as well, right? Mm-hmm, Such mm-hmm. a good idea because really it encourages people to become their own kitchen warrior to like really find what works for them and play with the recipes and play with cooking at home and get confident in the kitchen. So it really is a great addition to these books. That's how I, that's exactly how my cookbooks are too. The, the scribbling and the writing all over. Uh, And I know that uh, maybe you feel this way too, but when you see someone's cookbook that is yours that you've written the recipes and it's got food splattered and writing all over it it's such an honor and the best uh, it's really really an amazing feeling someone brought uh i was doing a signing for one of the epic books and they brought a simply vegan book my first book and it had all these post-its in it and they were like i know it's not a signing for this book but i really and i was like no this is wonderful. <laughs> I'm like, this is just give me that right now. I want to see what you have posted on. I want to see what you've been making. Like it was such a, a warm feeling and I really loved it. So I hear you on that. And it means it's a, a book well used when we've got food splatters in it and all that stuff. So it's great. Exactly. And one of those, one like one of the most lovely things is when 
an older book that maybe doesn't have as many photos or is a little bit different than your current style of cooking, Mm -hmm. when someone still uses that cookbook, it feels nice and warm inside. Yes, absolutely. Well, a category I love that also happens to be the next chapter, and I really do love this category so much, is one pot meals. And I don't know if you get this, but I do. To me, it it explains it. One pot meal to me is a a meal that's made in one pot. Like everything's going to go into the pot and be made. Same with the sheet pan meal. A sheet pan meal is everything goes on that sheet pan and I can make like my whole meal essentially on that sheet pan. But I get the question all the time. People always go, I don't understand. What's a one pot meal? And I'm always like, okay, okay. I don't know how to, I was like, it's right there. Do do people ever ask you that? Or do you find no one's asked you that? Maybe it's just the people watching my Instagram or something. Not yet, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Now with this, you might see. Now that I have a a chapter on one pot meals, let's see how it goes. Because now that you say that I started getting those questions with my last book that has one pot, one sheet pan in the title, in like the subtitle. So, okay. Yeah. I bet you get it now. You're going to have to shoot me a text and be like, I finally got it. I finally got it. Uh, But that's why I love one pot meals because you really just toss everything in a pot and you have dinner. So what's one, a one pot meal you would tell someone who just picks up this book, the first thing they should make in terms of a one pot meal, what's your favorite one? I've been really loving the, um, Alfredo dish with spinach Mm. mixed in. Mm. I actually think that I have mushrooms as an optional addition in there, but, but of course uh, just an option, Tony, (laughs) just an uh, option. It's it's so good. And it's inspired actually by Michelle. She had originally created a similar uh, recipe that uses almonds, but it okay. required a lot more work because you have to have a milk bag and you have to strain the almonds. So I used cashews and it is much simpler because there's no pulp. You, mm-hmm. Like everything is creamed and it goes yeah. directly into the pot and it cooks with the pasta in there. So you don't have to do a ton of dishes afterward. And it's just really creamy and decadent and hearty and familiar and goes yeah. well with my meat loving and dairy loving family. Sure. Anytime someone sees Alfredo too, they get it. They're like, Ooh, creamy, delicious, decadent Alfredo. So I feel that there's some other great, great recipes in this chapter. We got veggie pack, potato leek soup, curried lentil soup, mushroom and white bean soup, lentil vegetables to stew, black bean, chili, creamy asparagus soup, red curry with tofu and vegetables, turmeric veggies and yellow split peas, uh, hummus pasta and tomato basil quinoa. Tell us about the hummus pasta. It is so creamy and easy to throw together. All you do basically is you cook your pasta noodles and you can do whatever pasta you like. I like regular good old pasta that is um, semolina. Mm -hmm. And my husband is all about like lentil or bean or sure, things sure. like that. Like that pasta. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 protein uh-huh. pastas. And uh and so I I take some noodles and I toss in some pasta with a little bit of pasta sorry <laughs> hummus with a little bit of pasta water mixed in oh, and uh, toss it in there with some um olives. You can do kalamata olives, you can do sun-dried tomatoes. Uh, and you can throw in whatever else you really like. Like I've done artichoke carts and I have an optional additions list, but it's really, really easy. You don't have a lot of cook time and it's so good. 
so well, good. That reserve pasta water is magic, everybody, because it, it's turning that hummus into a, a pasta sauce, essentially, which is so great. That's so yummy. Uh, and what's uh, – I'm looking at the 30-minute meals – and I just think this is always such a great category for a book like this. It's just a win, right? Who doesn't want to get dinner and everything on the table in less than 30 minutes? What are a couple favorites for you from this chapter, from the 30-minute meals chapter? I love the udon noodle dish. It is really, really, really good. I know I, it's it's hard because they're all my favorites. <laughs> I know they're all your babies. It's I'm hard. asking you to pick favorites. I can't help it. But I've got one here. Um, it's the udon noodle dish mm, with peanut sauce. And yes. you can make sauce. a batch of that peanut sauce and throw it on everything. And this is basically um, the noodles, doubling the peanut sauce and adding in some sesame seeds and some chopped green onions. It's mm. really easy and simple. And you can also throw in some chopped peanuts for texture. Yeah. And it's one of those meals that is simple and great for lunch. So good. So good. And I, I love um, a peanut sauce, right? Peanut sauce makes everything better. Just put a peanut sauce on it. I actually have my eye on the pesto pasta because also I think pesto is besto and makes everything delicious too. So peanut sauce, pesto, all the good stuff. And not to be overlooked, of course, is the tomato basil and angel hair pasta. Mm. I mean, something about angel hair pasta, simple angel hair pasta, with and I feel like it's a forgotten pasta sometimes, but like simple angel hair pasta with just a little tomato sauce to me is like nothing is more satisfying than that. So good, I love it. And we have some sesame ginger noodles, lemon basil tofu, asparagus, and rice stir fry, southwestern lettuce wraps, potato tacos, hummus pizza, stuffed potato three ways with some variations. You love to give people variations on things, which I love. So good. And um, playing with your food in the kitchen leads to cooking with confidence, like I mentioned before. I'm a, I'm a huge uh, supporter of that. And now we get to sheet pan dishes and casseroles. Do you have mm. a favorite sheet pan or casserole dish? I do. It's the fajitas, hands down. Mm. Uh, it's so easy. Uh, people usually think of meat in their fajitas. And what I like about this recipe is be, is that the tofu is broken up in chunks. You just kind of pull it apart and throw it on there nice. and you spice it with a similar uh, flavor flavorings that you would meet. So if you are feeding um, people who are big meat lovers, it's hard for them to tell because the texture and the flavors are all there with the veggies that they're familiar with. So I, you could, I say that you can either make your own flavor seasoning uh, using all of the listed ingredients, yeah. or you can just go and get a taco seasoning packet, which is inexpensive and also very easy. Uh, yeah. So that's my favorite. You just toss it together and bake it, and it is really good. You can eat them plain like that, or you can put them in a tortilla with some taco fixings on top and make it a full meal with some rice and beans, which I also have in the book. And that's one of my favorite meals. Fajitas, I feel like, too, those are one of those ones when you go to, if you go to a Mexican restaurant and it's not vegan and you, you're trying to veganize something, that's always one of the ones, just for everyone listening, one of the ones where you can be like, hey, I'll take fajitas, no meat, just give me all the veggies and like I'll skip the cheese and the sour cream, just veggies and tort and you'll you'll be satisfied. You'll be satisfied. Fajitas are a very satisfying meal. I love them. 
uh, is a great tip. Well, I want to curl up in this chapter because I love me a casserole. They're just something so comforting about them. They make me happy. Things like a pasta baked chicken and rice casserole, scallop potatoes, and my goodness, a tater tot casserole, which I'm living for. I bet you're getting your, your tater tots down at the, uh, what is it? The grocery outlet? What grocery is it called? Outlet. Yep. Yes. Grocery outlet. Yeah, grocery outlet. You got it bags of tots there. Uh, it's my kind of chapter. And um, there's great, you know, you're talking about these sheet pan fajitas, but you've also got other items that would even be good for entertaining like mini pizza bagels, uh, sheet pan pizza, sheet pan nachos. Is there a sheet pan option for you? That's like a particular crowd pleaser in here. Do you think? The sheet pan nachos are really good, but mm. if you're, if you're um, entertaining for a holiday, the scalloped potatoes are always mm. a hit. And I almost didn't put them in there because it's not a full meal. Like you don't usually think I'm going to eat this for dinner, but it's such a crowd pleaser within the plant-based on a budget community that I had to make the exception and put them in. It found its home. But I love that you say for holidays too, because on holidays, people are really spending a lot of money as it is. So if you can find a way to put inexpensive, delicious food on the table. I think anything like that is a win. So I love that you bring that up. Um, And you do a really cool thing in this next chapter. I love it so much. It's the mix and match bowls. And I, you, you mentioned that this is sort of how you eat like on the regular is sort of having things ready um, at the ready and things to combine. And I just wanted to flip it open and see what I see and see, because I eat like this too. Like today, my husband just last night, he made this big batch of tofu and he goes, was this too much? And I was like, no, this is amazing. (laughs) I was like, now it's ready. We'll eat tofu all the week. It's fantastic. What's up before I start going through here and looking at what I'm going to combine, what's a favorite uh, combination of yours in here in the mix and match bowls? I love having tofu on hand. You can do so much with tofu. And I just put a simple, uh, a simple recipe that you can add more to if you wanted, if you, if you have the time and energy and money. Uh, But I like to keep it really simple because then it goes into more dishes. Mm -hmm. If it's not super um, spiced, you can toss it into a burrito. You can toss it into stir fry. You can toss it into pasta. You can toss it into tacos. There's so much you can do with it. And it's also a great source of protein and it's, um, really good. It also hasn't gone up in price. A lot of other ingredients at the store, I know meat is at an all-time high right now. Mm-hmm. And tofu has stayed at yeah. its current price point. So look at um, that. When I go to the grocery store, I'm looking for super firm or extra firm tofu. Mm-hmm. And I prefer it in the um the vacuum sealed package, mm-hmm. not the not the tub with water, uh, just because it saves me a little bit of time when uh, I don't have to press it too much. And then also it is, it doesn't have as much water. So it, it sure has a meatier texture. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say something controversial about tofu and me. Yes, let's get controversial about tofu. Um, I don't, most of the time I don't press my tofu anymore. Okay. Unless I'm making something specific. Yeah, even if I get it in the water one, I'll get it and I'll toss it in the stuff I want to toss it in and then I'll bake it or I'll air fry it and it still comes out crispy and yummy Mm -hmm. and delicious. Um, But I have said this to people and they're like, (gasps) 
And I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm also not somebody who's going to marinate, unless I'm making something very specific, I'm not going to marinate my tofu. And if I do, I feel like that's when the pressing comes into play most because I've pressed out the water so that I've left room for the tofu to sort of absorb the other flavors is my thought process on that. But I don't know. You You know, know, you could say anything. And I think you're such a talented chef Ah. that I'm like, ooh, now I'm going to try that. That sounds great uh less time in the kitchen sign me up i appreciate Uh, it (laughs) i i will i will follow you well we've got proteins vegetables grains condiments and you know you do a basic tofu which i love what you said about that you keep it basic so that you can use it really in a variation of items through the week what's uh one of your favorite vegetables and a grain and a condiment in here um, I, I go, my go-to grain is quinoa because mm-hmm. it is, um, very quick to make in the pressure cooker. I do have a pressure cooker. And if you are it's interested, like one minute. it's, you could either do one minute with a slow release or five yeah. minutes with a quick release. Crazy. And it is so low effort, low time. And what's cool is that I think people used to be afraid of pressure cookers when they were on the stove and you couldn't leave them because you're afraid of blowing up your house. <laughs> but Please, now count me into that. Count me in. Yeah. But now the electric pressure jet cooker just turns off. So you can go on a walk with your dog and it's not a big deal. Yeah. 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 I love that. So my favorite vegetable dish is the calabacitas and I love it because I make a lot of, uh, food with produce that I grow in the summer and tomatoes and um, squash are so productive. Mm -hmm. You only spend about $3 on a plant, but then it produces for months on end. So great. Like 50, 60, 70 squashes. So I'm always looking for ways. And this is something that I grew up eating. It's, um, Mexican influenced squash dish Mm -hmm. and it's so good. You can do a lot with it or you can eat it just as it is. Uh, If you're going to do that, you can toss in some pinto beans to make it a little heartier and add some Mm -hmm. protein, but it is really, really good. That's my favorite veggie dish in that chapter. So good. So many great options here. And so quinoa, what's your favorite condiment? We got to know what your favorite condiment is though. Is there one that's like a staple in your condiments that you've always got on hand from here? Um, you mean a sauce or what my favorite condiment is in general? Yeah, one of the sauces or the dressings oh, from here. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to go with that peanut sauce because mm-hmm. I love that you can add it to a rice dish or a burrito or a cabbage salad, or you could even yeah. um, get some top ramen noodles, throw out that packet and stir it in there with some frozen vegetables and have a full meal. So there's so much you can do with a peanut sauce that will leave it totally varied throughout yeah. the week. I love that you said that top ramen uh, noodles with the peanut sauce. It is literally one of my favorite. It, you, I haven't made it in a long time, but like back in the day, I used to make, I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to make myself like a quick little pad thai with these, this ramen mm-hmm. noodle packet. Like mm-hmm. it was so good. Well, I'm going to choose. So I'm just going to quickly put together from here from we've got the proteins, vegetables, grains, and condiments. I'm going to do myself some ginger lime, te- lime tempeh, ginger lime tempeh, hello, with some you're not gonna love this but i'm gonna love it garlic asparagus and mushrooms (laughs) yes yes and i'm I'm gonna do brown rice because i love myself some brown rice and what 
dressing. Oh, I'm going to do the avocado crema with that. That's what I'm doing. Sounds delicious. I can't wait. I'm going to make that so good. Well, the list of combinations go on and on in this book. So really, it is a choose your own adventure at home. The next chapter is make and take snacks. Items like cinnamon spice peanuts, trail mix, kale chips, and date bars. I love a good date bar. Is there a snack item in here that is a staple for you, Tony? I, okay. I love pinto beans so much and I've got a pinto bean dip in there. That is my favorite. We, we usually have different veggies that you can dip in it, but also I do love some uh, tortilla chips Mm -hmm. and some crackers with it. It is very, very good and um, savory, which is uh, my favorite type of snack. Nice. Very good. I love a good bean dip. And you close things out here with my favorite simple desserts. Lots to choose from here in here. Chocolate dip stuffed dates, baker baked pears, apple crisp, chocolate peanut butter bark, and banana ice cream. Three ways. So many and efficient and budget-friendly options. What's something you would suggest to someone in here? For you know, They're just getting the book. They're going to make a sweet treat first. What's budget-friendly and yummy for them? I like the chocolate peanut butter bark, or if you wanted to elevate it and you're having people over for dinner, the pears are really easy to throw together and they look very elegant. Oh, nice. That's great. See, we can still keep things budget friendly and elevate (laughs) things here. Listen, this chapter is great. Your sweet tooth will always be satisfied, everyone. And that wraps up the book. But now is your time for a book brag. What's something you're most proud of when it comes to this book? I am really proud of how far I've come as a recipe developer and as an artist with a vision. I created this from nothing. Like there was thin air. And then I worked with a lot of extremely talented people to help me put my vision together. And I do want to give a shout out to my photographer, Alfonso Revilla. He actually has a... Can I have a moment to tell his story? Absolutely. He... Um, he is a friend of my husband's and my husband said he needed a job. This was in 2019, early 2019. And he said he had a camera, he had some photography experience. And I was thinking food photography is very hard. Food styling is extremely difficult. And so I chatted with him and he said he was up for the challenge. He had done some landscape photography and some uh, real estate photography, but had never done any food photography. He didn't even have food photos on his phone to show me. And he took a bunch of courses, taught himself. He started with plant-based on a budget, um, doing some reshoots for me way back then, and then came on to work with me um, over the years. Now he's full-time as a, a staff member and photograph this cookbook. And I'm so incredibly proud of him. He's an immigrant from Peru and his, uh, his family story is amazing, uh, of what it, what it's like to really, really want opportunity and then to come here with many sacrifices and make it happen to put yourself through college, to become an extremely talented photographer who is now shooting, cookbook covers. and So I'm just so proud of him. That is another brag of mine. Oh, that's so good. And the photos are really great. And uh, 
as you say, food photography is not easy. So I love that someone's like, here's my landscape photos and my real estate, real estate <laughs> photos kind of like, you're like, so, okay, show me what you got then. And yeah. it, it, it is sort of taking a turn on a skill you already have and being like, okay, what does this side of it look like? And, and it, it, you have to have an eye for it too. So that's amazing. That's mm-hmm. great. Well, now we're going to put you to the test here. You've been here before, darling, the rapid fire round of question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Or questions, plural, not one. You're going to get many. Number one, hot sauce or barbecue sauce? Barbecue sauce. Food on a skewer or a tiny spoon? Skewer. Favorite spice to cook with? Cumin. Favorite or most used budget hack with food? Couponing. Nice. If you were to make a (laughs) vegan taco right now, what would you put on it? I would do some lentils using a taco seasoning packet and garlic and onions and bell Very peppers. good. That taco seasoning packet is magic, y'all. It's not just for the meat. Your mom put it on when you were a kid. Cupcakes or donuts? Cupcakes. What is something in your morning routine you can't live without? Cuddles with my dog, Eddie. Oh, that's the best. Kitchen tool you can't live without? Pressure cooker. Favorite shape of pasta? Ooh, um, I'm going to go with fideo, which is like angel hair that's broken up. Ooh, oh, I know what you're saying. Yes, yes, yes. That's, and is it in soup sometimes? Yeah, there's a, a recipe for soba de fideo in my cookbook. Okay, yeah, mm, delicious. Uh, waffles or pancakes? Waffles. A place you would like to visit that's on your dream list? Egypt. Nice. Do you have a a shout out for a small vegan business you recently discovered or one you enjoy frequently? There is a new place. uh, It's actually, it started in um, Monterey, California, but now they have one in Sacramento. It's a Mexican restaurant called El Cantaro. It's all vegan and delicious and they have uh, authentic Mexican food. So good. I'm writing that down. I can't wait. Delicious. And your last one, favorite overnight oats variation. Peanut butter and jelly with mm. some fresh, uh, whatever the type of jam that I'm using, I put fresh fruit on top. So if I'm doing a raspberry jam, I'll do some fresh raspberries or some fresh strawberries. I'm using strawberry jam. Delicious. Very good. Oh, I can't wait. That sounds delicious. I'm going to have to try it as well. That is your rapid fire. Very well done. Now, listen, where can people find you on social media and the internet, dear? Uh, you can find my cookbook at plantbasedonabudgetcookbook.com and on social media. I am at plant based on a budget on all platforms. Fantastic. And everyone go pre-order your copy a plant based on a budget quick and easy everywhere you get books and uh, you want it to land on your doorstep on March 7th and you want to make sure you pre-order it because you have all those amazing incentives that we talked about earlier. Um, It's always a treat to get to spend a little time with you, Tony, and hear about your current project. I love this book and I wish all the success for it. And uh, just thanks so much for taking the time to come back today and, and be back on the podcast. Thank you so much. I admire you so, 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 so deeply. You are so kind and uplifting and the plant-based community is so lucky to have someone like you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Keep On Cooking. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a review if you like the podcast. It helps a lot. Yeah. And get more information on the podcast, Dustin's Cookbooks, the Vegan Roadie series, and sign up for our newsletter at veganroadie.com. And of course, follow us at The Vegan Roadie on all social media platforms. Now get in the kitchen and keep on cooking. And hey, remember, it's nice to be nice. (laughs) 
This has been a Muzzy Cat production. <laughs>